Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors, and Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before and find out more at midamericarv.com. That's mid as in like middle, not mid as in average. So do you know how we've been discussing terms that are kind of like up with the times from the young guys? Oh, yeah. No cap and stuff. Hot in the streets. Pull up. It's on site. Apparently saying you're mid is a new one. Yeah, I, I'm on to that one. Are you? Is that what that joke was? And I just Yep, man, and then you mansplained a joke to me. Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> here to help me, and I do apologize. I never want to be that guy, and here we are. You know that joke you just made? Let me explain the mid part that you... <laughs> Let me explain your own joke to you. Yeah. Uh, the, it wasn't this week. It was Thursday, I think, or Friday. I don't remember. I was driving with my daughters, and they were talking about bussing. Like a, a kid at this birthday party said bussing. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, it means like good AF is what they said to me. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, let's stop this right here. Where did you hear AF? Like, how do you even know what that means? And they're like, eh, school, dad, we learned a lot of words at school. And I was like, okay, well, you're not allowed to say bussing. Like, you just you can't. And like, because the F word part, it's like, no, because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> you can't. We're not, I'm not raising two kids that are going to say these stupid words. Just use words that everyone knows. You're not cool. I know it's like a, it's generational thing. Like we all do it. I'm trying to raise two kids that are just better than me. That That's the goal. Be better yeah, if than If they're going to wake up one morning and be like, Maya, these, these waffles are busting. Yeah. Bust, bust. <laughs> it is kind of fun to say. And that's what they were saying. Yo, this Mexican restaurant food right now, this queso is busting. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't do that. I can't do it. Um, we love the, the was it slang terms. I don't know what you... Yeah, I don't know. What you call it? Too old to figure it out now. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't How do you think I are. feel? <laughs> Mid-America RV, though. Middle of the country. Yeah. Mid, not average. That's what it means, right? Average? I, get, I don't know. Like if you're mid, is that? I don't think it's bad. It wouldn't. It, to me, it sounds like it would mean average. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the average. Yeah, average so you're not, not good. Average. You're just middle of the road. Yeah, you're with everybody else. That's where majority of people are. Average. Uh-huh. That's why it's called average. <laughs> anyway, uh, basketball as well. Uh, Going to get into a lot of these technical fouls today, and then also uh, finish off with some Matchmaker Monday. We do appreciate you guys joining us today, and our, the chat is so busy that I can't even keep up with place. it. It's a heck of a start. Hot start. Uh, hot start. There we go. We do appreciate you guys in the chat every weekday right here at 10 a.m. in the call-in app. Uh, last night, we had Game 2 of the NBA Finals, and it started out really good. Uh, first half... A, a kind of a ref show, uh, and I, I think that maybe that's just them dealing with like trying to control the game. And then you did have some, you know, issues with a guy like Draymond Green, but it, it turns out to be another blowout, which obviously 
no one likes to see. And even watching that game, I, I thought that we were going to get a good one. I thought we were going to have you know, a classic finals game too. But the Warriors show how good they are. And it, I, I guess it was a good game. But the big storyline, I, I think, is the, the refs. Mm-hmm. Is the, the early foul calls were pretty ridiculous. Uh, I know that Jalen Brown got called for a foul on Gary Payton Jr., and that one was stupid. He barely touched him. And I, I think it was the fact that even the, who is it, Steve Jabby was talking during the game, like, oh, yeah, you know past situations. You know if a guy has the technical, it determines how you officiate the game. Mm-hmm. If Gary Payton Jr. had not been injured and just returned from that elbow injury off of a similar plate, that's not a, a foul call. But they call the foul. He barely touches his foot. I don't even know why Gary Payton went to the floor. Minimal I, contact. I don't know either. Maybe it's just kind of like a, like you're just trying to protect yourself. So it's like you don't want to land awkwardly because you are coming back from an injury. So maybe it's like you go down in terms of like, okay, I'm going to land. But if I go down now and I land in a way that I'm ready to, then I'm fine. Like, does that make sense? Like you just yeah. get that nervousness out of the way that quickly. Yeah. I don't know. But with the refs. That bad foul call. There was one uh, on Jordan Poole, too. And I don't think it was like, oh, the refs are targeting the Celtics or they're targeting the Warriors or letting them get away with it. I think it was just all around bad. Mm-hmm. It was mid. <laughs> Bryce yeah, put it in the chat. Uh, mid is not good, and it comes from uh, the Melawana. When it comes to Melawana, yeah. yeah. So You don't want mid Melawana. Don't want mid officiating either, and that's what it was last night. I... I hate it, and I I understand like that you officiate games differently in the playoffs. I don't know why we do that in the NBA, but or, you know it's not just the NBA. It's, it's the like NFL, they, too. It's like they almost want to allow it to be more physical and guys to just kind of, I don't know, play their style of game, which is fine, but why not do that during the regular season and then try and tighten it up in the playoffs? Yeah. Like that's where it's almost annoying. Is it like where you let refs just get – get in a mode where they can either completely take over a game and they kind of dictate where things go and how the momentum can change, you know, between th- or throughout the entire game, or there's moments where you, you forget there's refs even there. And mm-hmm. either way, it's like, okay, we got to get something under control here. And then it's where you get into a timely mode of like, well, they're not really calling anything. And then they do. And it's like, that's the one you call that. This is going to be the time you decided to not swallow the whistle. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the playoffs, I'm okay with them not calling as many fouls. Like, the little ticky-tack fouls. Yeah. Like, the Jalen Brown one. Why are you calling that in the playoffs? Maybe in the regular Not even in the regular season, that one's acceptable. I wonder if they have, like, discussions amongst themselves. Like, where if someone does call, like, a, you know, a tic-tacky foul, they walk up and they kind of huddle in between the breaks. And like, hey, like, let's not, like, call those. Like, that's fine. Like, I get why you called it. I do think that, like, yeah. We're not doing that today. I, I do think there are actual conversations that are had. They're like, hey, this is the playoffs. Like, loose ball fouls, not going to get a lot of those. But it, it didn't feel like a playoff game last night. Because even like the, um, the, the foul where a guy has like an open free look at a fast break and you grab him, I, those were called a lot last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, just, I feel like there were a lot of foul calls early on. And then... With certain players, Draymond Green mainly, he gets away with so much. I know that he like probably leads the league in technicals every year. Mm-hmm. He gets away with so many non-foul calls, too. And last night there was the one where 
him and Jason Tatum, the ball's about to be inbounded. Him and Jason Tatum are kind of going at each other. Jason Tatum ended up getting a foul on that one. I didn't understand why. Like, Draymond's slapping his hands off of him. When did that become an acceptable thing to do? Yeah. Like, if a defender puts their hand on you and you can just slap it away, that should be an offensive foul every time, in my opinion. I agree. And, and then the second one, which was even worse, was on Grant Williams. Draymond literally tries to run through him. And they called the foul on Grant Williams. I guess I missed that one. Yeah, that one was early on as well. But, I mean, it was very obvious. And there's a clip out there, too. I meant to retweet it this morning, but I forgot to. Of Draymond Green literally running through three players. Like he's, he's a tight end. He's blocking. Is that was that the kind of like the screenplay where he just yeah like, Steph Curry like, gets almost just like corrals three <laughs> yeah. Celtics and I was like all right Steph hit the three and this yeah Steph gets yeah. a wide open look at three I did see someone trying to defend it they were like well it wasn't a screen like he didn't try to like become stationary he didn't extend his arms or anything he just kind of like right. ran through right it. Like, no he wasn't stationary at all he was yeah. running through guys he's like hey let me just kind of hop skip all right got one two three Steph you're clear uh huh yeah it was not a screen it was a block I I know that there's the whole blocker charge thing that dude is blocking like he's a tight end in the NFL mm-hmm. and but for some reason he gets away with it or he'll complain about calls like aggressively complain about foul calls and not get teed up and then last night he does get one technical which I do think that early on in the game that was kind of the refs sending a message like hey we're not putting up with this shit. Yep. But then they just backed right off of it. And they're like, actually, yeah, we will. We will put up with this. We don't <laughs> want to be the crew. Yeah, we don't want to be the crew that ejects Draymond Green in game two of the final. So we're going to let him get away with it. And then him and uh, I think it was Jalen Brown again got into a little bit of a scuffle. I don't know that it should have warranted a technical, but the big talking point was uh, the ESPN officiating guy coming out and saying like oh no we're aware that Draymond already has one technical we're not giving him another one that that's stupid to me yeah if you've already given him it like you can't just hold back a technical if it's a technical it's a technical that's why it's there mm-hmm. now if I it, yeah it if it's a foul like, it's a foul because if you get like teched out you you're forced to miss the next game correct so you don't mm, I, I maybe in the playoffs the I don't think so Either way, though, like I get, like you don't want to change momentum of like mm-hmm. Draymond not getting to play, but at the same time, if Draymond's going to be an idiot, then he's going to be an idiot. Yeah, like, if, if he's he... going to make, and I don't want to say you're calling him an idiot, but if you're going to be making poor decisions like that and trying to alter a game, and that's your play style, mm-hmm. you have to have the discipline and willingness to kind of hold yourself back at times and not put your team in a position where they don't yep. have you on the floor. And I've seen a lot of people come out uh, for Draymond and saying like he's the tone setter, like mm-hmm. he's the guy that. You're not putting up with any bullshit because he's a, a warrior, and you're not going to mess with them. I get that, but at the same time, man, he toes the line. He's got to be, and I like him. I, I think he does a great job with like his podcast. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard clips. And what he does with like TNT, yeah. I think he's really good. But he's got to be one of the most annoying players to play against. It's like you, you want to root for the guy because he is an undersized big guy in the NBA, and he plays bigger than what he is. We talked about it all last week. And we are today as well. It's just like when you get in those moments of like, I'm rooting for you to not be the douchebag. And here you are again, rooting for like, here you are yeah. being the douche. What's that old saying? Like when somebody shows who they are, who they really are, believe them. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. Draymond. <laughs> there it is. And it's just like, I just wish you weren't that in moments where I've been like, just starting to like put hope right. in you. Whereas yeah. like, I'm like starting to enjoy your style of basketball and like, respecting who you are as a player and then you just come off and you're like 
that was a stupid decision. Why did you do that? Why yeah. like why do you have to go back to the nut kicking Draymond? I thought we moved past I that. Forgot I about we that. We're more mature than that, and we're not. No, now it's just let me slap hands. Mm-hmm. Now some yeah. people get look at it and be like, oh, it's just slapping hands. It's not that big of a deal. Well, like that, it's just petty. Like it, you're just yeah. trying to get underneath the skin because Jason Tatum's going to go like, why are you slapping my hands? And he's like, why you got mm-hmm. a problem? Are you going to cry? Are you going to say you're going to cry in the finals? It's like that, and then you're just going to get emotions flared up, and that's going to be good on Draymond. But I just have a feeling that's exactly how that conversation. Well, even last night they were saying that he was barking at the Celtics bench a lot, and then finally Al Horford came out and was like, "Hey, don't listen to him. He's he is trying to get under our skin. He this is his game. This is what he's trying to do. Don't listen to it. Don't acknowledge it." And I feel like things got better after that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was in the second quarter. And that's when things kind of seemed to turn around. And then in the third quarter, the Warriors went on a tear, and the Celtics looked like they didn't belong on the same basketball court. Celtics got lucky in game one because they dropped 40 points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. If you continue to come out slow in the third quarter, you're going to lose this final. Yeah, what are you doing at halftime? Yeah. Because like, it's it's not working. You Whatever you're doing. You do the whole Seattle Seahawks against the Denver Broncos Super Bowl where you go in there and you shower, you put everything back on like you're starting a whole fresh game. Because the Celtics, it was a great first half. It was a close game. Then you get Jordan Poole pretty much hitting a half-court shot right yeah. before it. So, like, that's pretty impressive. But it's like when you come out in the third, like, how in the world are you just so slow and stagnant? And the Warriors are like, we're fine. A lot of people saying Jordan Poole uh, carried before that shot. Get rid of that rule. It's the NBA. They're taking five <laughs> steps anyways. We're going to be upset about a carry call. Yeah. Uh-huh. I- I'm... It annoys me, but it's not like a big – I don't care if they call it or not. Yeah. You know, and if it's like an egregious, like you do the whole – because a lot of them, like they'll dribble the basketball and they like kind of carry their hand oh, underneath yeah. it and like push a little bit. If you do that and take your three steps, then I think that's just like, mm, there's the call. Or if, if it's really bad and obvious. Step, yeah. yeah. Where it looks like you're stopping and the defender like reacts to it and then you're like, nah, I'm still dribbling. <laughs> yeah, we're going to call that one. But like a little, like a carry at the half court, I don't really, yeah. I don't really care about that one. The NBA is weird though. It is rules. because I know you're going to go from that to about like a crossover and a spin move and then back between the legs and a step back and you're going to hit, you know, a 15 foot jump shot. We're all going to be sitting here like, I don't even know how you handled the ball like that, but you did. That was impressive. Yeah. Glad we didn't just call, you know, a little carry call right there at half court so we could see that play happen. Yeah, right. And back to like the playoff thing. I do think that it you have to officiate it differently because you don't want to call all the small fouls. You don't want to be like the crew that's like, oh, we changed the outcome of a game mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Doing the regular season, hell, most of these guys aren't playing anyway. So. That's, that's very true. Yeah, like things that need corrected. Yeah, things that need corrected in the NBA, time management, like the load management stuff. You got to do something different. (laughs) I saw. I don't remember who it was talking this weekend about how uh, you know players want a shorter season and like how easy the NBA has made everything, uh, where you're not doing like back to back road games very often. You're getting a, a couple days off. A week, you get your travel days and things like that. And to me, like hearing this list, it might have been Richard Jefferson of just listing off how easy the NBA has made things over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It made me think back to like high school and like going and playing in like a tournament to where you have to play three times a week, but at the same time, 
you're going to class. Like some kids are like working a job, but it's like, oh, I got to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're yeah. <laughs> playing three games in a row on the road sometimes. And you're not like, coach can't play on Friday because, you know, <laughs> I need time off. But <laughs> NBA players are like, oh, no, I can't play the, the second game of a back-to-back because I'm a world-class athlete who's been training for this my whole life. I need a day off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Could you imagine doing that in high school? Like, hey, coach, like, I'm actually I'm not going to play Friday night at the tournament. Like, we already lost first round. We're just competing for fourth. Like, I just yeah. I got a big shift at Subway this week, and I got to put exactly. 16 hours. My grandma's the you know the regional manager, and if I don't make my shift, she's going to be pissed. Like, I just mm-hmm. coach, do you understand? He's like, no, get off the freaking team. <laughs> yeah, or even in college, being like, hey, you know, like. I know that the conference championship's coming up, and then we're going on to March Madness. So, like, I'm gonna need a couple days off here, in between yeah. in between games, while also attending school and having like other responsibilities to do. But in the NBA, the NBA is turning into one of the softest leagues ever. And I don't watch soccer. I know a lot of people put that one up there. So for me, that's not like a non-starter. The NBA has got to do something about this load management stuff. I think that's where you just got to, like, you got to incentivize games during the middle of the year. Or, yeah, or even um, one thing we talked about, like the scoring champ. Stop yeah. giving it to the guy who averages the most. Give it to the guy who scored the most points. Yes. Which would have been Trey Young. I don't even like Trey Young, but he should have been the points. Drop scorer. the buckets. Yeah. And the assists, same thing. He had more assists total than everyone. Mm-hmm. Start giving those awards. Stop looking at you know these what? per games. That almost sounds like an MVP to me. <laughs> yeah, didn't right. <laughs> we didn't even talk about him. No, we gave it to Jokic again, and it was just like, I mean, we don't really know. It's him and Embiid. Like, I guess we give it to Jokic. Yeah, I guess uh, we're going to keep just doing this. If yeah. It's one of them because we don't like Embiid. So give it to Giannis or give it to Jokic. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, pretty much what it has felt like over the last couple of years. Uh, but the NBA, I do. I, they got to do something. Something different. Because their game is so good. But, I mean, we're sitting here on a Monday morning after game two of the finals. We're talking about refs, which I've, sucks. I've been a big supporter of referees and umpires. I, they have a very difficult job. They're not paid very much money. They get chirped at the whole game. Players, yeah. fans, coaches. Like, you literally being a ref is just like, I'm going to enjoy getting yelled at for about two hours. Here. Right. No and one is ever on Twitter being over. like, that was a great call. Like yeah. that in that moment to make that hey, foul call, that, that is a such good a good job. <laughs> no, we'll just be like that is an absolute bullshit call. I think maybe that's what I'm going to do for game three when I when I'm tweeting about the game. Be like, good foul call. Like he spotted that one Start from mid court. Refs names. <laughs> yeah, it just Richard, for them. good call. You're not a dick this time. Yeah, because it, it does suck. I mean, I think if you're an official, you almost have to. Like, you can't have Twitter. Oh, there's no way. Like, I don't know. I, these Most of these guys, like, you have to have a day job because you can't just be a full-time right. ref. Especially in the NFL. Be, be kind of a cool gig. Like if you were just a full-time referee, like that was your job. Like that was your day and night job. The only thing you did to make money was like a referee in the NBA. I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have some refing experience. In an alumni tournament that I play in, you have to have someone volunteer to ref after your game. So one player from each team. I was just like, guys, don't worry about it. I'll do it. <laughs> And it's one of those deals, and I'm not like trying to come off as like braggy because I know that came off sarcastically there. It sucks because like oh, your yeah. friends will be playing and they'll be like, "Dude, blow the whistle." They'll be like, "Hey, which one? What do you want me to blow the whistle on? Your travel or the fact that you just 
faked that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you, you think fought. you were set to take a charge. Yeah. You were not at I know all. You think you just crossed someone over? No, you carried it and you did a hesitation move. Your hand, the ball did not switch hands there, my guy. This is not the NBA. Your Euro step is not working. You took four of them. And then you just come barreling into the paint like you're a fullback in football. And it's like, you didn't even attempt a shot. Like, what do you want a foul on? You're still on the floor. You never jumped. That's another great thing about high school basketball is that kid that's just really good at football and then decided to play basketball. And it's just a bull out there just going after every loose ball, every rebound, just so physical. Doesn't the best part is, is when you're in a game and you get both of those kids from each team and they run into each other in the middle. And you're just like, yeah. this is what we wanted to see the whole time. Yeah, and that kid knows who he is. <laughs> too. It's like he knows why he's out there. I can remember uh, a long time ago watching a high school basketball game, and there was this kid from an opposing team uh, playing in a tournament who had already hurt three kids in that same tournament. Not not even like in that year or in his career. Within that same tournament, he had already like broken one kid's collarbone, uh, hurt another kid's wrist. I don't in remember what in basketball he broke a kid's collarbone. I remember that one because. Uh, I was in like junior high watching the high school play and there was a debate on like this kid shouldn't get to play anymore. Well, like we need to kick him like out. He's, he's too much of a problem. He's getting kids hurt, but he was a really good football player. I think he went on to play college football. Did he go to our school? Or was he no, there? opposing school. Uh, he went to Lockwood high school and they were, they were like a football powerhouse at the time. And this kid was like, I think he was like a six foot three, six foot four defensive lineman and was just like, yeah, I'm tall and I've never played basketball before. So my senior year, I'm going to do it. I'm going to run some people over. And that's what he did. He just got people hurt where it's like, man, you, you literally broke some kid's collarbone. Dude, like going like, after a loose fouls, ball. Watch me use all of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm also going to get eight rebounds and go one for six from the foul line. <laughs> yeah. The NBA has to do something. Also last night, uh, we kind of talked about it last week. Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson anymore, oh. and that sucks to see. I mean, watching him put up shots last night, just knowing like that's not going in, <laughs> and that's what it was like all night for me. I'm also the worst. Uh, tell the truth, Monday. There are times where a guy puts up a shot, and I'm like, "Oh, terrible shot," and it goes in. Yep. But if you know, like a guy shoots one from the corner, and I'm like, "Oh, that's money." Nope. I, I'm my consistency rate of being wrong on that is very high, very high. Steph, even watching Steph Curry, it's been bad. Like on the Draymond Green one, it's like, oh, you're you're back there. That's yeah. like, I get you can do it, but that's probably not going in. That's my thought process, and then boom, nails it. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole from half court, that's like what I, I was gonna say, probably not going in. Oh my god, it didn't. <laughs> like that, I wonder how you feel as like being Jordan Poole, like shooting that, and it's like oh, my God, that's, like, going to go in. And then uh-huh. it does, and you're just like, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. Because I also love when they put a shot up and they just automatically, like, you have to have the confidence, like, every shot you put up is going to go in. But in that situation, is there a moment of, like, ooh, sailed that one? Did like, you see the Jordan Poole pregame shot? Uh-huh. He has two basketballs in his hands. He throws one of them straight up into the air, takes a shot, nails the three, catches the other ball that had just come down and nails that one as well. That's cool. And in the clip, if you see it later today or if our listeners have seen it, go look at how many shots go in because there are like eight shots that go in at the time out of eight shots. 
Like, they make every single one. Yeah, I saw uh, Steph Curry warm up for game, I think it was game one, and it was just like he made 13 threes in a row from the corner. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like stationary. He was like moving, going forward, and coming back. So he like catch the ball, take like a step back, and then hit it. And watching his shot, he like has to aim to the left a little bit because the shot just naturally sails to the right. And I was like, man, once you figured that out, like where your shot consistently goes, like with the flick of your wrist, that would just be mm-hmm. so cool. Like, I went and played basketball last night locally. Some guys were like, hey, we need an extra guy. Do you want to come play? I was like, like I guess, whatever. Started off decently. I'm not just trying to, like, make this about me. Started off decently what? And just but let's go, go there. But just, like, <laughs> ice cold. And it was like, man, I just can't figure it out. Like, you start putting too much thought and, like, concern into your shot, and I think that's what separates me from the pros is I can't figure <laughs> out why I'm missing shots. <laughs> they can't. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with the quickness or, like, uh-huh. the amount of time that I played or, you know, the ability to handle a basketball. It's the fact that I, you know, will start off pretty hot and then just go ice cold. But then I hit a game-winning shot, and then it's game over. Yeah. Talking basketball with big country. <laughs> Talking big country on Mike Dow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are hurting today. Oh, you didn't know I, uh, I played a little bit of basketball? Oh, pickup basketball. Local dome. What's up? <laughs> One of my favorite things about pickup basketball is when you put up a shot or somebody else does, and they immediately, like, yell off, like, oh, that's not a good shot. And they start, like, following their shot to rebound, and then it's in. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I hate that guy. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I know we're about to do this. That's actually a good one here. Yep. <laughs> Because I do have a guy that was like... Yeah, you're going to him up. Yep. <laughs> uh, also, I think this was big news that a lot of people weren't talking about. Uh, Quinn Snyder deciding to leave the Utah Jazz after, I think it's like eight seasons there. That's a big move. And maybe I think that he's a better coach than he is because he coached at Mizzou and like was worshipped in this area. Like Everyone loved him. I did too. And I thought they were building a really good program there. Uh, I think he got... I think he got fired because of scandal. I don't remember. Um, but I I also want to know, like, what the Lakers are thinking. Like, you decided to hire Darvin Ham last week. And then last night, Quinn Snyder's like, actually, I'm good. I'm not coming back to Utah. Like, is Jeannie Buss just wrecking her office right now, just throwing shit everywhere? Like, we could have had Quinn Snyder over Darvin Ham. Or I wonder if they're like... Uh, we didn't really want him. We didn't make much of a push or contact him. But it feels like he would have been a no-brainer hire. Oh, 100%. And if you're the Lakers, maybe you look at Darvin and you're like, hey, actually, like, you, know, you didn't sign this one part of the sheet. Like, your contract's invalid. You're not officially hired. Quinn Snyder, new head coach of the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know where he's going to go either. He might just take a year off. Like, are there I doubt other- it openings right now because like the whole thing with utah is like you'd have a good regular season you get to the playoffs and you just kind of choke out it just wouldn't work out for you mm-hmm. so maybe it's like hey let me just take a year off from this kind of just like recalibrate figure out what's going on find a fresh love for the game and go to a situation that's good for me because like you said he has been in utah for a really long time mm-hmm. and i don't know where else where else he would want to go I think like a team like the Brooklyn Nets, they're probably happy with Steve Nash. Or do, man, if I'm the Nets, I'm saying sorry, Steve. Like, thanks, man. It's not really working out though. Like, you barely made the playoffs this year. Yeah, is that on Steve though? I don't know. That's I, that's like, for the Kyrie, front office like, to determine. We got to see Kyrie in the playoffs. So it's like we almost forgot about him just missing like the first four months of the season because mm-hmm. he didn't want to get the coach. Trading away James Harden. Decision. 
not getting anything in return from him this season. Yeah, that was tough. But I, I do wonder if they'll look at him and be like, "Hey, this is a uh, this is a guy that maybe Kyrie would listen to." I think Quinn Snyder carries some weight in the NBA. I think he's a respected coach. And now you got a guy like Donovan Mitchell saying, "Like, hey, I don't know what I want to do." I would tell you, it just kind of I'm gone. Like, I was gonna say, it kind of feels like he's just out already. Uh huh. Like he's just on to the next one. Oh, thank you. I've had a good time here. Got the name yeah. of Spida in Utah. Let's go to a bigger market. Mm-hmm. And even with him, like, where does he go? Is the Knicks, the Lakers, the Miami Heat? Uh, Joel Embiid even came out and said, "Hey, they need another superstar." Maybe it is a guy like Donovan Mitchell. I would one hundred percent be about it. Or you know, the Celtics were rumored to trade Jalen Brown. Maybe there's some kind of a package. It, like, if they lose, if they win, they're not going to trade him. Yeah. But I wonder if they lose, if there's some kind of like a hey, we need another guy. This is a better fit or whatever. I think it's a possibility. But other than that, like, he's going to have to be traded. The Heat, I, I put the Heat on there because I think they have a lot to offer. They do. Like, they have a lot of, like, key role players that will go in and benefit another team. So, like, and I think you could keep Bam. Get rid of a superstar. Yeah. yeah, you could keep Bam, probably keep Jimmy Butler. But, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're trading guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Anyone else. Yeah. Like whatever you got to do to keep Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and bring in Donovan Mitchell, yeah. every first round pick for the next fifty years. Who gives Get rid a shit? PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, like just see you, dudes. Appreciate it. You're gone. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens and where they can go. I think there's going to be a lot of like mid superstars. They get traded this off season. I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe Dame Lillard is back out there on the trade block, but Russell Westbrook, Kyle Kuzma. I think there are a lot of guys talking last night, uh, actually coming back from playing basketball and they were, I think it might've been like an old recording of like a Dan Patrick show and he had like an NBA guy on and we, I just didn't get to hear it, but he was mentioning like if Russell Westbrook wants to survive in the NBA from here on out, he needs to accept a six man role. And I never thought of that before for Russell Westbrook. And I thought it was a great talking point. I wish I could remember who was saying it so I could give him credit for it, but it was just like such a good mindset and like, kind of like idea of what Russell Westbrook needs to do to, you know, elongate his career and like so he can stay in the NBA for another five to six years. Because if you're just going to sit here and try to be a starter, it's clearly just not happening. But if you could bring some type of spark off the bench, instead of, you know, having a game with eight turnovers, maybe you have four. <laughs> right. That's but you still drop 15 to 20 points. Yes. Yeah. I definitely think it is. I don't know how the Lakers are going to make it work with him. For another year. At the same time, you're not trading Russell Westbrook for Donovan Mitchell. I would hang up the phone. If I'm Utah and I see a number from the Lakers calling me, not even answer. Like, unless it's for LeBron, I don't, I'm not interested. But even then, it's like, okay, cool. I'll get LeBron in the last 10 of his career. We're not going to be able to draft Yeah, LeBron for easily. one more year. Yeah. And plus, he just already shitted on us a couple years ago in the All-Star <laughs> draft and was like, nobody yeah. wants anyone from uh, Utah. He's not going to go join the Jazz. LeBron would shut that down. Uh-huh. He would buy the Jazz and then just cancel them as an organization. Be like, I can't play for the team. They're no longer here. They're no mm-hmm. longer part of the NBA. Yeah, I, I think so, but too. But Damian Lillard, I think that's a possibility to go to the Lakers. I think it was last year before he got hurt. Yeah, it's just who are they going to actually trade, though? Did you also hear Phil Knight wants to buy the Portland yeah. Blazers? Mm-hmm. So maybe they're a candidate to bring in another uh, star. It's getting so hard to trade for these guys in the NBA, though. 
Because you don't know what their value is anymore. Because right? even like uh, another team I was thinking of, like, oh, the, the Mavericks could use another superstar or star. I don't know why I keep saying superstar. Another star. Who are you going to trade? You've got no, like, young people to trade. And these guys with young talent, they don't want to trade it away because they're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, the Pelicans would be maybe a team where you could look at them and say, yeah, we got Zion, let's try to build around him. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, but you're you're not giving up Brandon Ingram or C.J. McCollum, I don't think. You just brought in McCollum. I also wonder how much we see Zion in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't get to it all this year. Maybe it's just like a whole. Hey, I'm Did play you see he's year, be good enough and trade me? He was cleared to play finally. I missed that. <laughs> it's like a week ago. It's like Zion Williamson finally cleared for full basketball activities. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just season's over. Now what's he going to do this summer? Is he uh, just going to yeah. go back home and chill? I don't know. I'm good to play, but uh, I'm just going to relax. You know, yep. a little bit of extra relaxation never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he's he's a big dude. He I know that that's... Gym. He needs to be running all summer. Yeah. Me and Zion both. I'm just shooting him a message. <laughs> like, hey, let's hold You need a workout partner? Yeah. You uh-huh. run, I run, but you run double because you need to. I'm not getting paid millions to be in shape. Right. I'm just going to be your accountability partner. Exactly. I'm going to send that text to be like, you up, you in the gym. Hey, you ready to be fast? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You better believe it. Put that on the shirt. Excuses are the tools used by fools to build monuments of nothing. Ooh. Uh, Excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got them. (laughs) They all stink. (laughs) Ooh, okay. uh, so where Quinn Snyder will go, I don't know. Where Donovan Mitchell will go, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it's a, a pairing. The Knicks are going to be, like, everybody always talks about the Knicks. I, yeah, because I saw you put them on the list, and I was honestly going to ask you, like, are the Knicks a real possibility? Is that just, like, a big market team? Might as well throw them in there, because we already know they're going to be a part uh-huh. of the conversation. Yeah, the Knicks are the Jets. Do you but, use them for leverage of, like, just, I might go there. Psych, I guess I'll go to, like, fucking Oklahoma City where there's nothing to do. (laughs) That's true. Memphis has some young stars. Cleveland has some young stars. We talked about that one. I think if you're Cleveland, it's just like, you know, we got kind of burned by LeBron. We'll just – we'll try to finish the whole, like, rebuilding process. I feel like they were on, like, a decent track the last time, and LeBron's like, I'm coming back to win a ring for Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And they're like – Awesome. See everybody. And like I, all these young guys we yeah. got, see ya. Granted, I think a lot of teams are like steering away from that whole like build a superstar lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just like, we're going to build through the draft and we're going to do it this way. So we don't want to trade for a Donovan Mitchell. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'll tell you what else should happen. You should go check out the inventory over at Roper Kia. Mention us here at Mike Up. They're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, found a truck on Craigslist that I wanted one time. They helped me purchase it at Roper Kia. Absolutely. It's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. You're going to need a nicer, newer car. Also, again, mention Mike Up. Get $1,000 off your nicer, newer car at Roper Kia. Roper Mitsubishi. Roper Rangeline. Now continuing our trend of technical fouls. Uh, I put this one out there on Twitter. I do think Draymond should have been teed up a sec the second time. I, I don't think that you should look at scenarios and be like, oh, this guy already has one technical, so therefore we can't give him another one. 
but technical fouls in the real life situations. I was trying to read through some of the replies. I'm not going to lie. Tweets kind of going off. I, I missed a lot of them. My first one was, and this drives me absolutely insane. If you're holding the door for someone and they don't say thank you or give you some kind of a nod, that should be a technical foul. And honestly, I, I've seen clips on like TikTok before, and I think it was even a Vine at one point, where a guy's holding a door for someone. She doesn't say thank you. He grabs her, puts her ass back inside the store, and is like, no, not going to do that. That's exactly how I feel every time I hold the door for someone, which I'm very good at. I always do it. Or open the door for people, hold the door for them. And if you don't say thank you or acknowledge me in some way, instantly pissed. Like if you're having a conversation and you just give me a little nod to like, ah, I acknowledge that. Thank you. That was appreciated. You don't have to like stop and make it a big ordeal. Give but a if, big old handshake, dab them up. Yeah. Y'all, man, appreciate it, dog. But if you just walk right through, I remember one time specifically at a Casey's uh, where this, I held the door open so a girl could walk in in front of me. And she was texting on her phone and didn't even like look at me, didn't break stride, nothing. It's like you see the doors open. It's not one of those slide automatic doors. Yeah. Somebody's holding it for you. And you didn't say anything at all. You just expected it? You just yeah. expected the door to be held? Uh, open oh, for because you? Be, because you're pretty? Yeah. Actually one of these days, I'm gonna slam the door in somebody's face. And you're gonna get a call from the Jasper County Jail. Then <laughs> <laughs> you need to come get me, and you're gonna know why. It's gonna be because I slammed the door in someone's face. You didn't say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll and then that. I'm gonna get a technical foul called on me because I've slammed the door in someone's face. But that is one that, that really gets me. Yeah, I do. Uh, if someone does that to me, because that is something that irritates me as well. I just give a loud like, "Hey, you're welcome." And they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, I just messed with you. You're fine. But if they don't respond to it, it's like, okay, hey, the messenger's also sent that I was annoyed with you. Yeah. I'm not very confrontational. I'm not. I don't like to be, but in situations like that, I think it's necessary. Because it's like, I'm just not going to allow you to just disrespect me. I just, I went out of my way to hold the store open for you. I could be another mm-hmm. seven to eight steps in the store to get to the destination and grab what I need to and get back out of here. Instead, I decided to wait to hold the store open for you, and you're just not going to say nothing? Mm-mm. Sorry, Grandma. I know you're walking with that cane. I could have already been sat down halfway through my appetizer by now, but your <laughs> ass is just hobbling on in. No, you're welcome. Uh-huh. You're welcome, Granny. Or when I use, uh, like when I hold the door open for someone and they use that opportunity to get in front of me at a restaurant, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I held the door. Now you let me put my name in first. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're not about to do that at this Texas Roadhouse, okay? <laughs> Which is about the only place I actually go that I have to put my name in to eat anymore. That's the truth. Like, I'm not about to wait an extra 10 minutes to get seated because I have the door open for you. Uh-huh. But that, that was my first technical foul in real life situations my first one and this is one of my biggest pet peeves while driving is when people mess up a merge on and off the highway exit ramp just hey zipper effect one car in front of you one car gets in mm-hmm. you keep going car in behind you right after it's just it's not that hard of a concept and if people would just drive about 10 to 15 miles an hour while doing it everyone would be fine but you get that one asshole that just wants to go ahead and skip the zipper. And instead of letting the car in, they're like, nope, it's going to go car, car, and then we'll let you in. 
Well, guess what? Now you're trying to let two people in, and someone's trying mm-hmm. to be a nice guy, and someone's trying to be an asshole. And when you get an asshole and a nice guy trying to overcompensate each other, it comes to a stall. Yeah. You're dealing with a traffic jam on you the highway. At definitely be too nice, yes. and it's a problem. Like You don't have to let every car in. You let one in. Yes. And then we carry on. Thank you for doing that and being conservative. You don't have to let three cars in. Now you've created a traffic jam. Yes. Also, I agree with you that being too aggressive is a problem. I mean, we need to find a happy medium towards one car, one car. Just right, left, right, left. That's all you have to do. And I don't think a lot of people are aware that like there's a, a protocol on how to do that. No. and Like, like at I'm, stadiums, it's terrible. And I'll tell you what, what's irritating is when you like – come back up next to the person who messed up the merge and you look over and it's grandpa with his bifocals on and he's looking at the wrong side of the bifocals and he's got a death grip on the steering wheel. It's like your license should have been revoked. Uh-huh. You've lived I almost, a good life. You're no longer driving. I'm sorry. I almost mowed over a lady recently because she was going like 45 miles per hour on the highway, on the interstate actually. Yes. And I'm going 75 80 and you've decided to drive like 45 miles per hour Mm -hmm. it was almost a really bad situation another thing that i think should this is just an idea that i've had for a minute if we have a light for when you're braking there should also be a light on the vehicle for like you're accelerating like almost like an acceleration meter because like put like an rpm on the back (laughs) kind of but in a way just like because when you're stuck on a highway and when people are just like moving slowly and you're coming up on a traffic jam in the middle of the highway and interstate like so say there's an accident and like you can't tell that like someone's at a complete stop because Mm -hmm. they just let their foot off the brake because you're all just kind of coasting it like that just natural progression of putting the car in drive that's annoying like i can't tell you how many accidents i've almost been in because like i didn't know whether you were like braking or accelerating or not so if there was like an acceleration meter on the back of your car where I know you're driving and I'm not coming up to a traffic jam, that's great. Because when I'm going the speed limit at 70 miles an hour and you're going no speed, this is about to be real bad. I'm really surprised that you didn't mention anything about turn lanes yet. We'll get there. <laughs> I mean, I might as well throw it in there right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you're going with that. Get your ass in a fucking turn lane. <laughs> if you're going to turn, get in the turn lane. You get legitimate road rage over this. Because it's people, like, in Springfield, people are just stupid drivers. Like, they don't use their blinkers. In Kansas City, they don't know how to merge onto a highway. Or they just fly through everywhere. And then here in Joplin, everyone comes to a complete stop before they turn into a restaurant, a store, or anything because they're like, ooh, don't want to mess up my tire by turning into this place that has a little bit of an incline where it'll bump. Just make the turn. Or like if you need to get into a turning lane, they just like they get half their vehicle over and they just keep driving. Do you want to talk about the grandpa the you almost lane? killed at Taco Bell? Uh, <laughs> fucking make the turn, grandpa. Also, no blinker just comes to a dead halt. Now <laughs> of Honking and yelling, you were doing before you realized it was like a and ninety-year-old man. I feel like an asshole for it as well. <laughs> just, just like man, like just stop reacting that way. But at the same time, it's like be a better driver. Be, yeah, be better. Yeah, is almost what I need to put like a stick on the back of my car. Like I also don't like to flip people off. I like to give them a real big thumbs down. <laughs> but if you really piss me off, I just what was this it with for? you? This was I all in one day. Up. Yes. What did you give uh, the thumbs up for? I was going through an intersection, and the guy's turning light was clearly turning red. And so he was trying to make the decision on if he was going to make his turn or not from the other side of the turn lane to, like, turn all the way across the intersection. 
and he would like go and then he would break and then he would go and then he would break. And I was like, I still have a green light. Like I have the right of way. And then he just like tried to cut in front of us. So I almost had to like completely come to a halt. And then I just gave him like a thumbs up, like, good job, man. That was, that was a real good decision-making you did there. Almost getting us in a car wreck because you have to hurry up and get your groceries from Sam because you pissed off your wife and didn't get there earlier. I know why you're in a rush, my guy. I've been there. Don't kill me, though, in the process of that. Yeah. It's a big country, low-key, a lot of road rage. It's not even low-key. I'll admit it. It is straight high-key, and it started in Kansas City because when I'm on the interstate and I'm trying to get somewhere and it's taken me 30 minutes to get somewhere when it's five miles away, Back home, I'm driving 55 miles an hour on the highway. I'm there in five minutes. Here, it takes me 30 minutes. It just drives me insane. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine driving. <laughs> Literally drives you insane. California, yeah, pun intended. That was good. But, like, I couldn't imagine doing that, like, in L.A. or New York or San Francisco. We need those big cities. Oh, driving in – I have I've never driven in New York. But just riding with people, like an Uber or Lyft or whatever, mm-hmm. in New York makes me physically – sick because it's everything is like oh okay i can go now i'm accelerating as fast as i can then i'm like screeching on the brakes to get an immediate stop and it's just that that way all the time i've taken many of ubers in that city again i've never driven there but it's like everything is just touch and go and it makes me car sick yeah and then like the buildings are so tall that i can't like okay i'm just gonna look outside the window i'm gonna get some fresh air that doesn't exist in new york either (laughs) i love that city i love going there driving there is one of the worst things ever i get why people walk everywhere it's not like oh it's expensive i want to save on money uh everything's conveniently located so i don't have to own a car it's because the driving fucking sucks in that city and no one wants to do it. Uh, my next pet, or not pet peeve, but a technical foul, and this one happened to me recently, it's the, the cutting in line, though. The, these are the people that stand up on planes too early, and they're like, oh, got to get out of here. If you've got a, a flight to catch, I get it. Let the people know, be like, hey, sorry, I've got a flight to catch. Got to get out of here quickly. But those people that stand up in line, or you get the person that's behind you, they're like they stood up early, and then they want to try to get off the plane before you. Mm-hmm. This is why the the school system is so important. <laughs> People like this need to learn how to walk in a line, how to wait for your turn. And that's what you have to preach. I know it seems like, oh, why is it such a big deal? You're just at the water fountain. No, wait your fucking turn so that later in life, when you're an adult, you don't try to do this bullshit on an airplane. Yeah. And uh, last weekend, when we were in Kansas City for Matt's wedding, I was running a little bit late, so I had to check into my room later than most people, but irrelevant. There were like four of us standing in a line, a lot of people checking in at the same time. The person in front of me is having some problems with like their room or their check-in. I don't get it, but it's taken forever. And then this older man walks up and just stands by the desk. So like there's the checkout lane, and then he's just standing by the desk with a soda in his hand. Everybody else trying to check into this hotel. It's pretty busy. The person in front of me gets taken care of. And then this old man jumped in front of all three of us, the other people, because the soda he bought at the vending machine was not cold. And he needed to be in front of all of us. Pissed me off. Again, not confrontational. Maybe if he were a younger guy, I would have said something like, hey, clearly there's a line here. But no, no, no. 
you go complain to the front desk that your soda is not warm or not cold enough. The dude, like, he's asking for his money back. It's like $2. I wanted to just throw $2 at him and be like, get the fuck out. Dude, I would love to do that. I've always <laughs> wanted to do that to somebody. Or when I'm in like a gas station, like Casey's especially, mm-hmm. and someone's just like fiddling to get changed to pay for like a pop and a bag of chips. Like I can tell they're not in a good situation. But, like, when I just want to get out of Casey's because I'm tired of the other people that are also in there. And like are Usually it's the meth people. <laughs> yes. It's just like, dude, just let me buy your fucking drink and chips and let's just yes. get out of here together. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no idea how many times I've wanted to do that. You are counting out to spend. 49 cents. Just give them two fucking quarters and go about your let day. Let me get my reward points. Just walk out of the store. I got you. She's already rang it up. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that one. It's it's frustrating. I did uh, the other day. I was in Casey's and there was a long line at Casey's. Then there are like four or five of us. And this dude walks in the door at the Casey's. Hopefully you're familiar. Mm-hmm. And he just stands at the door like, I'm going to be the next in line. And I'll tell you, he was young enough that I gave him a look like, you're not about to cut in front of me. <laughs> like, this is not going to happen. There's a long line of people waiting. We've been waiting. <laughs> Your ass is going back there. <laughs> and I don't know if he was just like a nice guy anyway or if he got the message, but it was my turn to go. And he gave me like that, that hand like, oh, yeah, like you can go. Like I fucking know I can go. It's my turn. And you know what? The lady behind me, she's next. Just so you know, buddy, it drives me nuts when people cut in line. That should be an immediate technical foul. I just kind of wish we could have someone in life that just dressed up in like yeah. a ref uniform is like – Teed up. No, uh-huh. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, apparently once we get security guards at all churches, movie theaters, schools, gas stations, they can just carry that rule too of like, nope, that's a technical foul. <laughs> like our uh, mic'd up mediators, we need to just do this too. We'll set up it anywhere there's a line. We just need to go mediate random places. Like, hey, we're going to be here today. I just want to go and let you guys know you're fine. Everything's going to be in order. It's going to be okay. Yeah. My next one though, loud chewers. And I'm not talking like even with your mouth closed and like you're just allowing like chewing loudly. I'm, I have a buddy that I grew up with and we started working out together a couple years ago. He had like a, a little home gym in his garage, great place to go work out. But then we'd go eat somewhere afterwards and mm-hmm. he would just like smack his food like that type of noise every time he ate something. And I used to yep. say something like, dude, close your freaking mouth. He's like, dude, just let me eat my food. Leave me alone. I was like, no, no. Yeah. because I cannot stand it. Like it's, I've been listening to it for five minutes. Like my food is gone. And it's gross. It's, it's a gross sound. Oh, it's so bad. But I haven't seen the guy in a while and he's about to have a baby. So we ended up getting lunch yesterday, kind of catched up, caught up a little bit. It was, it was nice to kind of see the guy again. And then we were eating lunch and he started smacking his food again. I was just like, I haven't missed you. I haven't. It's going to be another year. I haven't Sorry. missed this. Yeah. Like at all, mm-hmm. but it was just like, you almost kind of missed it a little bit where it was like, oh. no, not like, me. just like, there was just a <laughs> smidge of like, ah, I forgot you had this problem. It's good seeing you, man. And then it was just like, I kept going. I was like, I don't miss it. I, I, I don't, I, I lied to myself. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. I absolutely can't stand it. Um, I was dating a girl one time and her, she had a younger brother and I was like, I was the cool new boyfriend. So like he wanted to sit by me at restaurants and things like mm-hmm. that. And after about two times, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. Your brother chews with his mouth open. I'm not, I can't sit by him. So he's either going to have to correct that. I'm going to have to be the bad guy to be like, this is why. Or like, you can tell him. You can try to fix it. But I'm not going to. I'm not nice enough to be like, I'm going to sit next to that person. I said uh-huh. I don't like confrontation, but I will be like, no, I'm not sitting by you. You 
chew with your mouth open. I can't do it. I used to do this thing when I was teaching that like one of like the rewards that teachers use is like, oh, you can have lunch with the teacher. I don't know why that's a reward for some students, but it is. Mm -hmm. And I tried doing that one time and I sat with a group where there were like two or three of them out of five. Mm -hmm. There were mouth chewers. I got up in the middle of lunch and was like, I can't do it. <laughs> you can choose a different reward. Like this one doesn't count, but I can't sit with you guys <laughs> at lunch. And they, at the time they thought it was funny, but then it turned into like this thing to where anytime they were chewing, they would like be loud about it. And we had to have a conversation of like, that's not funny. This isn't like a game or a joke that we're going to have. I can't do it. You're going to make me angry. <laughs> loud chewing turns me into the Hulk. I was going to say, yeah, I don't want to make him angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, shopping carts, not returning your shopping cart. I know there's a guy on TikTok that does it. He'll like slap a sticker on your car. Yeah. That is hilarious. And people get so mad. It's Maybe. not that hard. Yes. Just put your cart back. I feel bad for those kids that are out there just wrangling carts too. My God, oh, this one's all over the place. I feel real bad when they've already taken like the whole load of yeah. carts and I'm just like, oh, uh -huh. I'm just going to go ahead and start this one fresh. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and I hope people – this is what I do. I hope people don't steal my idea, but I always park right next to the cart. Oh, yeah. Thing. Like there can be a closer spot to the door, but I still park next to the cart wrangler thing, whatever that is, every time. Cart holder? Yeah, and then all I have to do is like I my groceries are in my truck, and then boom, it's right there. Also, I remember when those like just started popping up in parking lots, and I thought it was a genius idea. Because there was nothing more that I hated than like pulling in somewhere and there's just random shopping carts all over the parking lot. <laughs> that used to pit like as a kid, I would just be like, just take your carts back mm -hmm. to the store. Like yep. just walk over there. Like I used to do it with my parents. Like I would load the groceries up. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna take the cart back. Yep. Just come pick me up. It's not that hard. Because for some reason, Dad was like, I'm gonna park in the back end of the parking lot. We're gonna get our steps in as a family. <laughs> this sucks. You can't park three rows closer? Mm -hmm. Nope. We're over here by ourselves. All right. Dude. Don't want somebody scratching this sweet truck. Yeah. Yeah. Piece of shit truck <laughs> that you just throw your, you know, just dented yourself by throwing a hammer over it the other day after the job site. It's whatever. But like, <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. And then I get blamed for it. It's like, I watched you throw the hammer, my guy. Uh, next one up, though, is clapping. People clapping when the plane lands. I've had this happen to me twice, uh, recent travels, and I just, I just laughed to myself. Like, why are you clapping? This pilot has just spent hours and years doing this. Your clapping is just going to make them feel rewarded. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's a real bad storm, like going to Miami for the Super Bowl, yep. that was a really bad flight. It was kind of scary. I honestly didn't think I was going to make it to see the Chiefs play that game. That's how bad the storm was. But yeah. when we landed, we all were just like, hey, like, whoo, that was awesome because there was so much turbulence. But just like a casual, nice flight from Salt Lake City to Jackson Hole – or to Idaho Falls, excuse me, there's no need to clap. There's 17 of us on this plane. It's small enough as it is. We're fine. Yeah. I I don't understand. That. Or with um, movies, clapping at the end of the movie. That's just weird. No one that made that movie is there to hear you clap. Like, if you really want to make a difference, go, like, review it on IMDb or whatever uh -huh. app you have. No one gives a shit about you clapping after a movie. What is it a progressive commercial? Where it's like, don't be like your parents. Yeah. And he stops and was like, we don't need a coat seat. We don't need a, so a seat designated just for coats. Or like he stops her clapping at the end. And is like, hey, I haven't seen that one. No, <laughs> no filmmakers are in the audience. We don't care. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like Tom Cruise is not watching Top Gun with you. You don't have to be like, oh, yeah. Good job. 
Way to do it, Tom. You, you did Tommy, it again. You did it again. <laughs> you got us again. Or even, like, it shouldn't be a technical foul, but it should be like a, a regular foul. If you're watching the trailers and you're like, yep, I'm going to see that. <laughs> you don't need to tell us. You don't. I'm I mean, bad about that. I, I am, I'll admit to that. I'll be bad. I'm bad about it. Like, I do it to be like, funny, like sarcastic. <laughs> like they'll play a shitty movie or a kid's movie and I'll be like, yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that one to come out. What was that date? June June 6th? Oh, I'll be back for that one. <laughs> Can oh, I buy my tickets right now? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Also, I feel bad he's... about like, the, the lean over like, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to go see that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, using your phone in movies. I saw a lot of people tweeting me this one. Mm-hmm. This one actually doesn't bother me that much as long as your phone is turned like the brightness all the way down. Yes. I mean, if you're sitting there and you have like the, you know, the white Twitter background and it's all the way bright, that's probably going to get annoying. But if like you have the dark mode on or whatever, you have the brightness turned all the way down, send a text message. We're all super busy. Like who actually has two hours to just be like, I'm absolutely not checking my phone because I have to see Tom Cruise fly this plane. Like, no, I have children. I have friends, parents. If they need me, text me. Or you know, call, whatever. I'm not just going to like put my phone on Do Not Disturb in my pocket so you can watch a movie. So that one really doesn't bother me. But there are a lot of people that are obnoxious If you have like, your, uh, like notifications on, like your sounds on, yeah, turn that off. Right. Better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel the little vibration in your pocket or whatever as long as you're not being super obnoxious. Also, my favorite spot to sit in a theater is the very back row. Yep, back right next to the aisle. Right next to the aisle? I go back middle. I don't like, I like being in the middle, but it's just like. You pee too much to sit in the middle of any row. (laughs) Well, there's that as well. I do it to myself, man. You peed three times during Top Gun. (laughs) Twice in the, uh, once before we went in, during the previews, and the middle of the movie, yeah. Yeah. And then I think when we left. Yeah, <laughs> four times in two hours. We've been drinking a lot that before we got to the movies. <laughs> yeah, that big gulp. I opened up the floodgate. We had it at like six beers at the restaurant before. That's true. That, that's true. So it was just you know, liquid was a flowing. <laughs> but my next one, uh, my next pet peeve here is so again. I already mentioned I went and played basketball yesterday, pickup game. And I just discovered this is like brand new. It's a guy controlling the game or tempo of the game while not playing. Like he just stays back on defense like the whole time because he doesn't have the energy or effort to get up and down the court. So he just stays (laughs) back and yells at everybody and like announces the score, which is nice. But then he just tells people what to do. Like he's a coach on the court. And he's supposed to be playing. So it ends up being like four against five instead of five on five. And it's like, just get your ass up the court and at least put up a shot. Is this an older guy? Old, like older, but like old enough to where like you should have been moving. There were guys older than him that were moving just fine. Like 30s, 40s? Yeah, 40s, 50s. They were kind of smaller guys playing last night. So it was kind of neat. Um, I figured it was going to be a lot younger of a crowd. I was just going to get absolutely annihilated. But ended up being kind of a fair matchup with all the guys that were there. And girls. That's also another difficult situation. It's because, like, girls join a pickup game, nothing against it. It's just, like, I can't block your shot. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to block you. you don't be that guy. And, like, I'm not going to – you didn't get me on your up and under move. I know that's about the only move you've got. You've been working on it since you were probably seven. 
I'm not going to fall for it. And then it's like, I'll let you have the shot. And they make it. And I was like, well, all right. Well, we lost this game. Glad she scored seven other, you know, 20 points. Sounds like you might have gotten your ass kicked by a girl last night and you need to talk about it. The first game I did. And my, <laughs> it was my buddy uh, from Liberal that went, like asked me to come play with him. And so I did. And I was just like, I looked at him. I was like, dude, like this is just a lose-lose situation for me. Like, because I can't go to the other end of the court and play in the post. I was like, I have to stay outside. So it was like, I would bring the ball up and then would just like pass it around and just like hit mid-range shots. It was like, this is just how I'm going to have to play today. <laughs> go uh-huh. down to the other end. Her ass goes straight to the post. And I'm it dominates just, you. Yeah, it's because like I'm not gonna put my knee between the legs and like lift her out of the paint, like you know what I mean, like you do with any other guy. Oh, but you'll do it to a guy. Well, yeah, because I think we're discovering things about yourself. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I think we could summarize that as you have no problem going between the legs of a guy, but when it's a girl, it grosses you out. <laughs> to get him <laughs> out of the paint, yeah. Oh, Charles Barkley is so uncomfortable. Body down the paint. <laughs> I, don't yeah, to, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, it is Pride Month. Also, I can we? I want to address something. We've been telling you for a while now, like uh, six months, probably that you pee a lot. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got at least three people in the chat that agree, you've got a a pee problem. I think it dates back to the second annual Miked Up Golf Tournament. You were riding around with uh, our Mid-America RV sponsor, and he was like, this dude pees all the time. I had opened up the floodgate, so mm-hmm. I had to go pee. He acts like it was like five times in like a 10-minute time span. I went pee <laughs> three times in like a 45-minute time span because yeah. like we were up by the clubhouse. I was like, all right, hey, I got to go pee, but like I'm just going to go before we go back out mm-hmm. there. And after that, I was like, oh, no, I opened up the floodgates. That's bad. So by the time we got to the other side of the golf course, I was like, all right, I'm going to go pee. And then we were making our way back and took more shots, and I drank more beer. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I have to pee again that we're back at the clubhouse, and I'm going to grab a bite to eat for lunch. And he's like, man, you just pee so many times. I, I think you pee a lot <laughs> Com- compared to me, I think for you, you're just like, yeah, this is like just normal. This is when I pee. I think you pee a lot. <laughs> like three times in 45 minutes, you're like, yeah, but I was dr- drinking. Like That's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, it opened up the floodgates. I was uh-huh. drinking all morning. I'm just saying, it's maybe something to monitor. I have been monitoring it. That's why I'm like kind of like coming off as defensive about it. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I have been monitoring it a lot mm-hmm. because you guys are making comments about it. And it's just like... Yeah, I go like I won't pee for like the whole day, and then I get in spurs. Where it's like, okay, I've been drinking water all afternoon. Uh-huh. I got here, we ate lunch. We're now drinking beers. I've had about four or five beers. My bladder needs to release some of the liquid, so here we are. Yeah. And once I open it up, it's just like, mm-hmm. hey, we're ready to empty this sucker out because you're not done drinking, my guy. <laughs> I mean, there's also the trips to Nashville where you were peeing. That one trip was bad every did, like hour. <laughs> did figure out why i think we did i think we figured that out together because i was Didn't drinking that pedialyte from a hangover yeah i drank two of them in the morning and that flushes your system out and that's what it did uh-huh i'm just saying you know monitor it i i promise you i'm not trying to like make fun of you for it it's just like a it's it's toe in the line of concerning i've been monitoring it how often 
Do we do I need to put up a P chart? Is it is it a good color? At least, kind of varies. Okay, just maybe. Maybe I'll go get a check. Shit, <laughs> you might as care. well. You're getting the Appreciate tooth looked you guys at. Caring about me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've noticed it. Other friends have noticed it. This is your intervention. I guess. <laughs> for, for I mean, Peyton. you pee a lot. You know, we're just we're worried about you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. We'll wait till uh was this June prostate cancer awareness month? <laughs> Something like that. I think I don't know. It's Father's Day month. I know that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what else will make you pee is that happy hour at Club 609. Maybe that's your problem. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, and also some very quick service. I love going in there and having the staff see me. And this is a great place it's just about being a regular, establish this. When they know that I get there, I don't have to wait for that whole, uh, what are you drinking tonight? I will just, I'll have a Bud Light in a bottle pretty much meeting me at the table the same time I get there which is fantastic, and that happens at Club 609, uh, home of the best happy hour in the world from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock with their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Loop. Uh, the chat loves you, buddy. Maybe time for a uh, routine maintenance checkup. Noted. Noted. <laughs> Not a matter of if, but when BC goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Jake is on fire today. He is. He puts his yeah. E in PD light. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That one made me chuckle. <laughs> uh, Matchmaker Monday today. Uh, uh, my first one, my only one for this week, is me and my return to society. Uh, I am not a very social person, which is maybe weird because I have a podcast. And I think sometimes I come off as like outgoing on the podcast or like on Twitter because I'll interact there. I I like to recluse every once in a while. And I took this weekend – to where I believe I said goodbye to you on Friday, and I did not talk to another person until Monday. I stayed in the entire time. Just got to recharge the batteries. And for me, yeah, I don't blame you. I've got to do this like every six months mm-hmm. to where I just don't talk to anyone. I was even trying to figure out the last person that I talked to, and it was, uh, it was I think, you on Friday. Like that you vocally talked to? Yeah, yeah, vocally. I you talk to this morning. You. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I went a minute. <laughs> That's but I impressive. I'll ignore <clears throat> I'll ignore text even sometimes yeah. and I'll ignore other messages but vocally speaking to people I went and got groceries for myself on Friday and I didn't talk to another person physically until Monday morning. Now, I did FaceTime my daughters, but that I don't feel like that counts. Yeah. But they were with their mom this weekend, so I just had to recharge batteries, get away. I feel like the month of May, I had to be social in so many different situations. Mm-hmm. The, even, like, some people were texting to me, like, haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, you good? <laughs> yes. I'm actually 
fantastic. Yeah, been busy um, and yeah. need some time to myself, which is probably another reason why relationships don't work for me. Not a lot of people can understand that like, hey, I just need three days where I don't talk to anyone. And then I'm going to be good on Monday. <laughs> you just got to find the right one. Nah, finding a lot of them. The thing is, <laughs> That's though, the key. You just – you and that person, you're just – you're on the same schedule where it's like uh-huh. you're not seeing anything. for You're not seeing anybody. You're going out for three days. So you guys somehow got to mix that up to where you run into each other. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. this is the weekend of the three days. We're like, we just don't talk to each other. Yeah. I think for most people that would maybe work. I'm not built for relationships. That's fine. I don't – I've sworn off marriage. I, th- I think I might be done with relationships. All right. I think I don't do ships. <laughs> Just friendships. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not swearing off that. <laughs> No, just uh, well, like you the, tell me, I'm like not nah, part of the show. <laughs> no, the the boyfriend girlfriend title. I don't think it works for me. Yeah, so I think people, it just it puts a weird dynamic into it. It's like the moment you make anything mm-hmm. like official or something like that, it's just like, well, actually, it's just like, eh. I'm not saying that for me. Checks to see who's in the show. No, 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 that's not me. <laughs> Hot seat big uh, yikes, relationship. Yikes. No, I get it though, because I a lot of times when I talk about relationships, I'll openly tell a lot of people like I don't want to do it, I'm not into it. And then they try to tell me what works for them. Like that's fantastic. I'm not anti relationships. You go enjoy your boyfriend or girlfriend or third option. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. I mean I see you every day. I know how happy you are. It's exactly. Like you're needing a relationship or you <laughs> need that companion to make you feel uh-huh. whole. Mellow's mellow. He's but a lot of people live in life, man. Yes, depend on that significant other for their happiness. They're like, oh, you've got to be in one. Like, I've had people ask me, like, about you. Like, oh, do you think Mellow's going to get in a relationship? Like, why isn't he dating anybody? Like, you know, is he just not anyone that he's interested in? I was like, hey, he's good. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's got him and his two daughters, and that's his focus. Exactly. And, like, doing, like, living his dream on, like, doing the shows. Like I like me on the outside looking in, I was like, I think he's kind of got it figured out. And to be honest with you, I did the same thing for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Was, no, I looking, yeah, like, my... was I looking for relationships, kind of dating in there? Yeah, but then when it didn't work out, I was like, fuck, Mel's got it figured out. I got to worry about mm-hmm. nobody else but me. Mm-hmm. Now, the, my lifestyle's not for everyone. I will say no, that. It got, it got tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people <Talk> you. <laughs> need relationships or want them. It's whatever. I am just on the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> I'm bringing down the average of... <laughs> yeah, you got your kiddos. you got your friends for life. <laughs> they uh-huh. don't have a choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I've got them to take care of me, and I've got friends to have fun with, and then occasionally I'll run into somebody that's a little bit more fun. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's it for me. But and this it's is... over with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'll not tell them happy birthday, and they don't talk to me again. <laughs> Welcome back to society. <laughs> right. Uh, that's my matchmaker Monday. Me and not relationships and also uh, just recharging the batteries. I knew it was happening too. I think I even told you on Friday. It's like, hey, have a good weekend. Like, I'm, I'm not going to see I can tell when you anyone that. for you a while. <laughs> but coming like the, the wedding was around everyone. We had the mic'd up golf tournament mm-hmm. in May. Like I know you mentioned it too. You were super busy as well. So like. Mm-hmm. June came around, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I have met my quota on talking to people. I think oh. this this weekend might be my, like, break from society. Yeah. Or it's going to be like, all right, dude, how do Wednesday off? Let's go. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, my matchmaker Monday is going to be me and the Top Gun movies. 
watched the new one with you guys last week or the week before, mm-hmm. or before Matt's wedding, and then this last weekend, uh, the lady wants to see the new one, but she hasn't seen the old one yet. So I was like, all right, let's go ahead and watch this. I watched the old Top Gun twice this weekend. Did you? Homegirl fell asleep during it both times. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, cool. And she was in a spot where like she was asleep, and I was just like, I can't like the of course I put the controller because I watched it on my PlayStation like on the coffee table so it's like I couldn't reach over and grab it without like possibly waking her up so I could then play the show because like she's gonna sleep on right the table. <laughs> yeah. but it was just like oh I can't move I'm just kind of like not stuck in this position but it's just like let her get the nap in or whatnot and so it's just like I'm sitting there watching the movie and I was just like you know this is just like so freaking good like this is just such a good movie and it was like. I need you to wake up so you can finish watching this movie so I can go see the new one again. Because it's like, it's a good movie, but it's not a watch three times in a week good movie. No. no. The original Top Gun? Gun? Yeah. No. I don't think so either. I also, I didn't know there were people out there that hadn't seen Top Gun. And the fact that you are not one of them. Oh, I had seen it. Mm -hmm. I like the 80s reboot movies. I I don't think they're, especially, I, I like the way Tom Cruise went about it. Like, mm-hmm. he made sure the entire cast, like, understood, like, what the movie needed to be. And that it wasn't, like, super cheesy and overdone. I will also say, though, the whole Miles Teller, like, mustache and dance move that everyone's trying to figure out, just let Miles Teller be Miles Teller. All right? You're not, you're not that guy yeah. now. Just because you got a mustache doesn't mean you're some freaking hot shot I've seen it's not gonna so happen. many mustaches this summer already. The Snapchats that I got this week were like, Maverick and Goose are hitting the bars, man. We are ready to party. I was like, you know Goose dies, right? <laughs> like, Goose is no longer Goose. Yeah. And did you see how Iceman ended up? That's not too great yeah. either. <laughs> so maybe don't use their nickname. And even if you're Maverick, Maverick's an asshole. I, I do love the TikToks of a lot of people have come out and been like, my dad was the original Maverick. Have you those seen those? Those are super cool. That is cool. Of, like, their dad and all of his accomplishments and things like that. I do have That's a question. cool trend. I do have a question for you. So, like, the Top Gun, those are, like, the naval pilots, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're pilots through the Navy. What's the separation between that and the Air Force? I actually, I don't know what the fuck the Air Force does. Okay, cool. Because I think we're on the same page. I, like, I maybe I'm wrong. I, the Navy flies most of our planes. Yeah, I mean, from the carriers, yeah. Yeah. Like, I get if you're a naval pilot, like, you're usually flying off those ships, which is cool. And then if you're, like, the top 1%, I guess you're just doing all those, like, real hard missions or something, or you're being the one that's doing the dogfighting. Yeah, does the Air Force, are they, like, the National Guard of the air where, like, they don't leave the country? And then the Navy's like, no, we fucking got it. We'll be in the ocean. Call us wherever, whenever. (laughs) The Air Force is like, hey, you guys are doing a good job over there, Navy. Thank you. We're forcing the air over here your way. Maybe that is it. Maybe the Air Force protects here. Navy protects there. I don't even know if you call it protects. Attacks? Monitors? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have never understood that, though. I don't I don't either. If someone does have the answer, though, like, genuinely, please let me know. And the I Navy only it. flies from carriers. Put it in the chat right there. Okay. Well, then that's it. I feel like that's still most of flying, though. Right? <laughs> from my experience well because there's bases every like there's bases all over the the world that, like the u.s military has of course so it's like if you're taking a plane off like you know a base that you have mm-hmm. to wait and then, like assuming that's the air force who knows 
Maybe it's uh, top secret. And that's talking military. We don't have the clearance for that information yet. I did have a friend in like college that said he was going to drop out and join the Air Force. And I was like, dude, you're afraid of heights. He's like, there's so much more than just flying in the Air Force. I'm like, all right. And that's about as far as I went. It's like, clearly I'm the dummy about the Air Force. And I don't know. But he was very offended where I was like, you can't even fly. But he was like, oh, there's so much more than flying. I'm like, okay. Congratulations. I don't really know. Uh, those are, that's uh, Matchmaker Monday for you guys, though. We appreciate you joining us. A lot of comments in the chat. Also, technical foul, maybe falling asleep while watching a movie. Yeah. Yep. I think that's it's got to be. Yep. If we're being fair, that's gotta, that's got to be a tech, especially if you say, like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this. Or if you're in a relationship and the significant other says, like, oh, I really want to watch this movie, and you are like, and eh, I don't really care, but, like, it's whatever, and then they fall asleep, that might be a flagrant one. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. Keep that in mind. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you guys joining us today. We will be back at it tomorrow right here in the call-in app. I about mispronounced that one. The call-in app every weekday from 10 a.m. until um, question mark. Whenever the party's over, that's when we stop. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.